Welcome back in Brady Farkas show right here on this Tuesday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com. Last hour, we had the voice of the Patriots, Bob Sosi on the show. And now we dive headlong into this matchup from the Vikings perspective. Joining us now is the uh, self-proclaimed ringleader of Vikings Twitter, the CEO of Vikings Twitter, Phil Mackey from Score North in Minneapolis. Phil, how are you? Uh, self-proclaimed. There is a board of Twitter directors that appointed me as the Vikings. Elon <laughs> Musk actually appointed me CEO of Vikings. Twitter. He laid everyone off and then just made me the CEO of Vikings Twitter. I, I, maybe that didn't make the headlines last week. <laughs> Let me uh, let's start with this. The Vikings got their doors blown off by Dallas. Should I be looking at this as they got embarrassed and they're vulnerable and weak and the Patriots are catching them at the right time? Or should I look at it like they got embarrassed and now they're hyper-focused again and they're going to come out great on Thursday night? I don't know. And that is that is part of, I think we're all trying to feel this thing out because Kevin O'Connell is a new head coach. He's been excellent so far. This team, the last time they got smoked was against Philadelphia in week two, and they responded by rattling off seven straight victories. So on one hand, I'd like to think sometimes this team just, you know, and like any team, you just, there's going to be a week where you don't have it and uh, you come back, you lick your wounds and you, and you fight the next week. Um, This was such a bad loss. This was the second worst home loss in Vikings history. You have to go back to 1963. I think that was the third year of the team's existence, basically an expansion team still. (laughs) And they lost the St. Louis Cardinals by 42 <laughs> points before they moved to Arizona. Um, so I think it would make people feel better if they just lost in a more normal fashion. But uh, when you when you lose in such a way that Tony Romo and Jim Nance are doing a regional broadcast for the last quarter and a half because CBS pulled the plug on that yeah. game to go to Steelers-Bengals, that's pretty embarrassing. But I, I, I wish I had a definitive answer. I, I'm waiting to see what the response is just like everyone else on Thursday night. These two teams don't link up often. So what is the outside perspective on the Patriots? How are you feeling about the Pats in this matchup? Well, I'm conflicted there too, because on one hand you would say, huh, at least uh, you don't have to worry about that offense lighting the Vikings up for you know 31 points. But the Vikings defense just allowed 40 to a better Cowboys offense. But uh, the Vikings defense on the season has given up the third most yards per play of any team in the league. Uh, they are the def- the definition of bend but don't break. But last week they broke. So this might be a week where the Patri- if I'm the Patriots offense, I'm saying, all right, finally a defense that's going to let us move the ball up and down the field, make some adjustments off that Jets game. Um, so I think I, the you know, Patriots offense doesn't doesn't scare me, but the Vikings defense does. So yeah. I don't know I don't know which way you know that's going to go. On the other side, this is the thing that would scare me the most. Looking at film, you know, if I'm the Vikings, the Vikings have struggled with pressure defenses. So the Cowboys are one of the best pressure defenses in the league. Micah Parsons, um, the Bills and the Commanders, they fell down by double digits in the second half because those teams get pressure on quarterbacks and Cousins is not mobile enough or improvisational enough to just overcome pressure. Well, the Patriots are one of the three best pressure defenses in the entire league. So um, I just, I don't see the Vikings, you know, holding up for three hours and giving Kirk great protection the whole game. They're going to have to find some creative ways to move the pocket or just have quick release passes, probably a short passing game. So there's some things about the Patriots that definitely should scare the Vikings, I guess. 
what is your impression of Kirk Cousins? And I know that's a loaded question for you because I follow you on social media. But the reason why I ask is because I am not a huge Mac Jones fan. I, I acknowledge that he is good, but he's not a guy I want to pay $50 million a year to in a couple of years. And I've said many times, I think his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. And usually that comes off as an insult, but this year Kirk's been fairly good. So what are you seeing in the best version of Kirk Cousins that should get me excited if Mac Jones ever hits it? Well, it, it, it honestly, it comes down to I would if, if Mac Jones could become Kirk Cousins on a rookie scale contract. Yes, still, of course. Awesome. But the, but then don't pay him 40 million dollars a year. Correct. And that's where we're at with Cousins, which is he and he continues to sign these short term deals that don't give you flexibility. You know, Patrick Mahomes signs a half billion dollar contract or whatever it is, but it's a 10 year deal. And so. You know, people didn't really recognize this if you're unless you're like glued to you know over the cap.com or something. But Patrick Mahomes signed that contract a year ago, and then immediately they renegotiate they didn't renegotiate, they restructured, and his cap hit was like 25th in the league in 2021. So they could go sign a left guard in free agency. Mm-hmm. And with Cousins, he signs these short-term deals. So he's yeah, he's one of the 10 to 15 best quarterbacks in the world. But he's his limitations prevent teams from winning more than traditionally eight, nine, or ten games in the regular season. They're going to get beyond that point this year because they already have eight wins. But it's one of those crazy sort of you can talk yourself in circles because if you have Cousins as your quarterback, your team is going to be good because he's not he's he has he has such a a high floor that you're not going to win five games. You're going to win at least eight games with Cousins as your quarterback. But what's your upside? Is he at that price tag too? It prevents you from maybe getting the extra wide receiver weapon in free agency or having cap space to make a trade for someone, right? Um, I just think it's a high floor, low ceiling guy. And for the Vikings, the only thing they've yet to do in their franchise's history is win a Super Bowl. And there's major questions over whether he can be that guy while making that much money and depleting the rest of the roster. So again, this is kind of a prove it season from that standpoint. This is the best car he has driven, I think, in his career with the best match for head coach. How can they push this thing forward and do some damage in January? Phil Mackey, score north of Minneapolis with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Patriots and Vikings coming up Thanksgiving night. We're going to have the coverage beginning at 530. That's right. Here in New England, Phil, we do three-hour Patriots pregame shows. That's what happens when you've won you, six titles. Yeah, do you just, like, replay montages of championships for an hour and a half? Just, all right, now we're going to play uh, highlights from 2003. <laughs> this will be great. We just get on every Patriots insider known to man. That's how it. Uh, that's how it goes. And there's many of them. And self-appointed uh, Patriots experts as well. So, um, look, the Vikings' offense is good, or at least on paper, it appears to be good, and it has a lot of great fantasy football type weapons. Patriots' defense has been outstanding. They've allowed 224 yards total in the month of November. Now, it's not murderer's row of competition, but I feel pretty confident in the Patriots' defense. Who should we be looking for the Patriots to take away? on Thursday night? Is it take away Justin Jefferson and let everybody else do everything? Is it shut down Dalvin Cook and force it on Kirk's shoulders? When the Vikings get beaten or when they stumble, what does the defense do? I think they should look to take away Kirk Cousins, not because he's a Patrick Mahomes weapon, but if you can get pressure on Cousins, so last week the Cowboys, and this is very hard to replicate, um, the Cowboys got pressure on, I think, 65% of pass plays, which is nuts. And Micah Parsons had, Micah Parsons was just living in the backfield the entire game. But if you can get 
somewhere close to that type of pressure on Kirk Cousins with what's going to be a backup left tackle starting for the Vikings. So that's a huge story. Christian Derrissaw is one of the best left tackles in the league. Back-to-back concussions, he's probably out for a month. Um, if you can make Kirk Cousins skittish and nervous, everything else kind of falls into place defensively. I think it's hard to go into a game and say, we're going to take away Justin Jefferson because then TJ Hawkinson's going to be open. Then Adam Thielen's going to be open. And, you know, maybe you'd rather have those guys beat you. Um, the way to shut this offense down is to get to Cousins every because he's not able to overcome it to the degree that other quarterbacks like a Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen could. Patriots 31st in the NFL in red zone touchdown percentage. Vikings 32nd in touchdown percentage allowed in the red zone. Which one, which trend breaks in this one? My, are the Vikings last now in that category? I believe they're last. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, that is hilarious, actually. I think so. Part of this depends on how healthy Zadarius Smith is because I think I think he could really make Mac Jones's life difficult anywhere on the field, red zone too. But he only played 25 snaps last week because he's been banged up. I'll say that the Patriots, bold take, bold prediction, the Patriots will score a red zone touchdown. I don't know how many trips or what the percentage will be, but the Patriots will score a red zone touchdown in this game against what's the, the weak mi- red zone defense. What's the Minneapolis crowd going to be like? They're going to be on trip to fan and subdued by by kickoff, or are they going to no. be all liquored up and rowdy? What's it going to be like? Very, what's the playing environment going to be? Very rowdy. Yes, it'll be. Uh, there'll be sort of. Just sporadic skull chance happening. It's it is a really hard place to play, and younger quarterbacks have definitely have definitely felt that. I think it's going to be a crowd that spent all day getting uh, liquored and lubed up for this one. So uh, it will not be a very inviting environment. How well are Patriots fans going to travel for this one, though? That's my question. Uh, I don't think I, I think there are Patriots fans everywhere because of how good the Pats have been. But the idea of Patriots fans, we the New England people are a very insular people, so yeah. uh, they just wait for the AFC title game and then they travel. To That's that. true. Yeah, there's no reason to go anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so, Phil, we appreciate your time and have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, you and the Score North personalities all have a great holiday, and uh, we'll enjoy the game. We'll talk to you again down the road. Thanks, Brady. Appreciate it, man.